0: What's up, dogs? How you guys doing? How's your week going? Is it going well? Are you sitting in traffic? I hope it's not too thick. Uh, Thursdays, am I right? Um, Hey, (laughs) welcome to a brand new episode of Terribly Funny Gang. I am your host and one of your good friends, Steve Bazelon. This, of course, is the podcast where I talk to funny people about terrible things that have happened to them. And today, we've got a great guy, a great guest, a delightful human, Doug Mand. Uh, What can I tell you about Doug? He's a very talented writer. He's also a fellow podcaster. He has a podcast called Duty Calls, and if you're like me and you like shit stories, oh man, it's the podcast for you. Uh, Definitely check it out. I was on there once, so you can check that out. That's fun to hear me talking about shit myself. Who doesn't love that? Also, Phil Lord and Gil Azari have some real humdingers of stories. So, you know, give it a listen. I'm plugging his shit because it's very funny. Uh, Also, you know, what else? Uh, Doug, Doug, he's also written for some of your favorite shows, like How I Met Your Mother, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, NTSF, SD, SUV, The Comedians. Uh, And most recently, he's finished editing on a movie he wrote with his partner uh, called Most Likely to Murder. So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be great. It's with Rebecca Bloom and Adam Pally and a heap of other fun, talented people. So what I'm saying is he's a delightful guy, and we're going to have a great chat about all sorts of interesting things, like uh, what it's like when your parents separate after an infidelity when you're a child. Ooh. And how that affects you down the line, uh, both emotionally, in relationships, sexually, all sorts of uh, things about um, masculinity. Uh, some stuff we haven't really covered on this podcast before, so I think you're going to like it. But before we get to that, before we get to dessert, you've got to eat your vegetables, gang. Let me say, do you like this podcast? Do you? If you do, tell your friends. Go to our iTunes page. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Those things help us. Also, tweet at us. Terribly underscore funny. Tweet about us. Uh, you can also check us out on Instagram. It's Terribly Funny Podcast. We put pictures of me and my very attractive guests, sometimes pictures of my dog, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, you can also drop me a line at terriblyfunnypodcast at gmail. I'd love to hear from you. I genuinely do love to hear from you. Uh, I still have a bunch of emails I need to respond to. I've been slammed with uh, work and I'm moving. Moving to a new place. Isn't that exciting? Anyways, all that is to say that I will respond to your emails, because I love hearing from you guys. And now that part's done. Now let's get to the good stuff, and the good stuff, of course, is Doug Manned. Uh Theme music, please. The end, yeah, I mean, see. You so you're really, you're I'm buying keeping, a house. i my bathroom, my bedroom to stuff, to and today. that's it.
1: So you're buying a house, and you're buying new furniture.
0: Yeah, because well, like gotta... t- I've been here for nine years. It's time for a clean slate. I had, like, when I moved in here, I had a, a, a colon and a and a soon-to-be wife. Mm-hmm. I had, like, all sorts. And now I'm without both of those things. Were you married in this? Uh, when we moved in, I got engaged in this house. I literally got engaged in this house. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, I think got married in this house. Not actually in the house, but, you know. No, I
1: understand. But you were married and the, the mm-hmm. subsequent divorce mm-hmm. went down in this house.
0: Yeah, everything happened. Yeah, you
1: got to get the fuck out of here.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, a lot of people, I think, are like, shh. Why did you stay? Uh, which is a fair question, but I had just come off of I was in New York for 9 months on a job, yeah. so I was like living out of a duffel bag. Sure. And as soon as I came back, we split because we knew like it was coming. It was like worked out that entire year it was like, you know.
1: While you were in New York, you knew you were going to split. Like It was like
0: a, it was like that's what we were trying to figure out and it was just like it was like work on it, work on it, work on it. Uh now it's just a death rattle and I'm fighting to keep it alive mm-hmm. and then like finally like November's like well this is done. So I got back in January and then she left and um, you know, it was obviously very hard, but I, after coming off of living in duffel, out of a duffel bag and, and a sublet for like nine months, like yeah. this felt calming. Yeah. As that, opposed to, cause like I fair. had so much upheaval. So this was like, it didn't feel like this wasn't attached if to this sadness. Is not, it, it,
1: it, as long as this wasn't you not letting go. No. Then who gives a no,
0: shit? No, because I went and looked at other places. Yeah, it's the worst. I went and looked at a bunch of places and whenever I did, because we got this in 2009 right after the crash. So yeah. it's like very cheap for what yeah. it is. Um When I went and looked at places, it was either like, "Oh, well, this shit holds the same amount, or this place is as nice, but God, it's so much more expensive, yeah, mm-hmm. and also it like it wasn't it didn't wasn't tethered to the sadness in the way that it would have been had I been here the whole time. that's fair. Yeah.
1: when you say work on it on your marriage i and mm-hmm. you seem pretty okay with things now, so i'm gonna, yeah, I'm
0: gonna reopen sure, little, sure but
1: do you did you guys go to therapy? you, were, you were in New York, yeah, because i'm be I'm in marriage counseling now too,
0: yeah. It's uh, a thing. It it, it it's, it's a great thing. Even when things are best, good, it's
1: the best thing that has ever yeah. happened to me, like ever.
0: Yeah, it's. I think it's fantastic. But I, it doesn't
1: work for everyone, and different. And there's no, different kinds of counseling. And, for
0: sure. Okay. Um, I thought it was it was frustrating because when I was in New York we did uh, Skype counseling
1: so it was you her and then a third mm-hmm. a party all in different locations yeah no that's garbage
0: yeah it was I mean like it was still okay but I felt like in, in that context because it wasn't tactile you weren't sitting across from somebody yeah. I feel like a lot of times I would leave that either being like A like ha I won yeah. or like well fuck you you're shitting all. no I like it felt like more of a it didn't feel nuanced. It didn't feel like gray areas that felt like more black and white because it was yeah. just like looking at a computer screen. Yeah. So it I wasn't... I think that's
1: the big problem also with, with uh, counseling. And we're, we're doing this certain kind of counseling where there is no like really side taking and mm-hmm. therapists do not take sides. Sure. So because I went into it being like, I'm going to win this. Like, yeah. It's like um, this this argument, no, this is... And uh it quickly becomes not that. And that's when you actually really
0: start to, to do work. Well, yeah. It's- and it changes Everything. Well, I think it's just such a, I think it's a, if you're a certain personality, it's a natural way to come at it. Like I, yeah. well, I, I clearly was right about that. Yeah. I write, you're wrong, but it's like, it's a, it's not a, pr- a productive way to look at things like looking at yeah. winning and losing. Yeah. If you're looking at it that way, you've already lost.
1: Yeah. But that's the way I grew up. That's what fighting was like in my house. Sure. And that's like fighting was just about, anyway, I can get into, <laughs> are you a big family? no small family okay small family that we've made even smaller like it's like not a lot of cousins right. uh, and not that close sure I wish we were closer yeah in some ways and, and then in some ways I want I think it's too close already still yeah um, but yeah I but you know I guess I just I, when, when you told me about the show I was like what, what am I going to talk about and uh, you know I think I'm a pretty introspective person and I think you know think about what led me to these places and I don't think that I had nec- I, I didn't have a bad upbringing I you mm-hmm. know my parents loved me and I never I always had what I needed and wanted uh, I had good really good friends and all that stuff but you
0: know where was, where was where'd you grow up
1: I grew up outside Philadelphia mm-hmm. the main line sure a wealthy Jewish kind of suburb
0: you're on the other side of the state for me yeah. Yeah.
1: You're, you're from P- Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. Just
0: outside a suburb outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah.
1: Different, different size of the coin, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I was thinking about how to approach it. So, I mean, the most defining probably thing in my life, and I don't really talk about this very – I talk about it with friends. I've never talked about it, like, publicly. Right. Is, you know, that my parents split up when I was 13. My dad was having an affair. Sure. And, like, uh, my sister was away in college at the time. She's five years older than I am. And so it was just me and my mom. Right. And my dad was, like, my hero. Yeah. And then everything, like, came crumbling down. Um, And uh, there was a time, I remember, I remember my mother taking me to, this is what I, first thing I thought of when I heard about your show was, for some, whatever reason, I thought about my mother and I looking to uh, buy a new house Mm -hmm. that was smaller uh, to to leave that the family house and it was just me and her and she was a, she was a mess and she was trying to hold it together and I was like lost and didn't yeah you know uh, didn't have a sister to talk to her that much and my and I didn't want to speak to my father even though he was like someone I really looked up to right um, and we were looking at this house and my mother and it was it was sad it was just sad it was like we were it was like it was a depressing house it was just like brown and but it was like what she could afford or whatever and, yeah. and she said to me uh, you know this will be great for your comedy like all the best comedians come have fucked up like and I remember thinking like I don't give a shit like, yeah. like and, and and I know that she was doing the best she could she was, she was just trying together. to spin something she was network. trying and she was she was holding herself together as best she could and I don't blame her um, but it was it was it's something that like always stuck with me as like a uh, you know, a misguided kind of comment, where right. it's like, you know, and and as I'm now here and an adult in my own marriage and stuff, and I was like, well, did it, did it do anything for me or not, yeah. or what what did it do? Um, but one thing it did for me for sure is that. So my parents ended up; they got back together, and my parents are still married. to Oh wow! Yeah, um, which is
0: how long was that process in between? A year. Yeah, it was a year. sounds probably like a, a rough year, but
1: a, a rough year that was. But it wasn't over after a year You know. Right. just like I think now they're in a place Closer to where Like it's semi-normal Right um, And you know But it, it's I think it's a rite of passage For when kids realize That their parents are humans Right You know When you realize my father is a human My dad is someone who Who has apologized And owned up to his mistakes Hasn't ever Put, uh, you know, put the blame on anyone else right. But himself He's never avoided it um, which I respect, and I've learned to forgive him um, about that. Um, but it's it's one of those things where I, you know, in that year, you know, I guess I, you know, I saw my mother in a really bad way, and I saw what my father's actions had done, and I and I've always been close to my mother, and I think that this kind of made me closer with her, and sure. and probably in unhealthy ways too, where it's like I was kind of like the man of the house, but I was thirteen. You know, yeah. uh, so fast forward to, I'm 16 years old. My parents are back together. It's, you know, it's, it's a relatively normal house. It's not,
0: you're still in the Brown house or you go back to no, the No, we
1: never, house? we never went to the Brown house. It turned okay. out we never had to go to the Brown house. Good.
0: Fuck uh, that Brown house. It was the, the brown, brown house. And I
1: can still smell it. And I see it. It's like, and I okay. forget and you everything. Didn't, you weren't
0: even, you didn't even live there. You no, still I just still just looked at it. An indelible mark. Yeah, it was
1: seared Twinked into the brain I can smell the formaldehyde mm. it's just like it was just
0: this was a funeral parlor this, yeah yes. Formers, so, so formaldehyde they
1: said yes yeah, it was formaldehyde Maybe it's not, I guess mothballs was what I'm yeah, thinking yeah that's it was
0: just an old people house
1: yeah it smelled like death though
0: oh that's nice depre- that's what you want depression yeah um, you should go into real estate yeah
1: I really should yeah. you'll love this you place a um, you can just feel the death in the walls mm-hmm. I believe there are ghosts here and uh, none of them are happy they're all just
0: kind of tracking per- no they're like a, an angry spirit yeah
1: this is an angry spirit a vengeful spirit nothing good will happen yeah um, Yeah. so yeah well, we, we never moved to the brown house but uh, so I'm like 16 17 I'm start I hit puberty late probably like 14 15 I'm like a little later than everyone
0: else and uh... I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you here. This is this is the most this is the most tangential thing Please. this entire story. We're gonna get back to that. But like do you know anybody who had puberty right on time? I feel like everybody was either like well like way before they should have and are subsequently question. fucked up because of it or well after and subsequently fucked up before it like that, who were the people who were just like right, right down the line right when everybody That's else... a
1: really good question I don't know I, because I just remember thinking that everyone was ahead of me I was the same way Yeah I don't know I, but also so here's something I was mm-hmm. really sure
0: Mm-hmm, and, same.
1: But not like wildly short. But my parent, and my, but my mother was like so worried about how short I was. They took me to a doctor named Dr. Moshang. Oh,
0: well, that's a great way to like exacerbate any oh, sort of neuroses you totally. have about it.
1: And Dr. Moshang was someone who could jumpstart your puberty with testosterone. And I was, I remember Hand going. And jumps, to, I get it. Yeah. Well, yeah. not completely off. Oh, so okay. we went in to meet with Dr. Moshang. It was me and my father and my mother. And Dr. Moshang brought a. Uh, a young female nurse into the office uh, while checking me out. And <laughs> Dr. Moshang then proceeded to pull my pants down, look at my penis, and I'll never forget those, Doug has two pubic hairs, and then the the woman, the young attractive nurse writing down two pubic hairs, and just like my penis going inside of myself.
0: Oh my God. Uh,
1: what? Yeah,
0: this feels like the the exact the antithesis of what you should be doing Terrible. here.
1: Just awful, Ugh. just awful. So I don't know. My best friend had hit puberty way before me, and he was tall and big and and jerking off all the time.
0: Sure. Well, I was well before hip hit puberty.
1: You were jerking off.
0: Yeah. I mean, like it was just like. What was coming like out? Just you were just rubbing. Clear your dick bullshit. Everywhere. Yeah.
1: So, nothing was coming
0: out. No. I mean, no. It was like it was like I guess like uh, you know pre-pubescent pre-cum i mean i got to the place
1: really I, that, well that blows me away i didn't know that no you i that. mean
0: like i remember i mean we're this we're way off topic but
1: we're not actually as off topic as you think
0: okay well great um well i remember just like the first time i figured it figured out the mechanics of it sure because i knew because my dad had like a, a pretty solid porn collection i found it pretty early on and vhs, I was like, well, this or? VHS a bunch of magazines and I remember just being like, well, this is something, there's something here. Yeah, I don't know how this perusing. works. And then one day figuring it out. You and just like, figured it out on your own. Yeah. I don't hand? know just how it worked. Humping. No hand. And H- then I don't know, I don't know how I got to that place, but I figured it out. And then as soon as climax me, that was like, that was, I am an awful person. I will oh, never do that again. And did it four times that day.
1: And then everyone. Yeah.
0: Day. Just then I was like, well, this is just my life now. I'm just a garbage person. When did person. you learn
1: that it was okay?
0: Um, I think it was like I remember in, I think it was seventh grade. This kid Dan Rippy, I remember. And before that, everybody was like use your off Like nah, man, don't do that. That's that's it. That shit's you can't. That's yo, what? That's that's weird. Easy. Yeah, yo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then Dan Rippey, I remember being like in seventh grade, be like, you beat up? Like, yeah, goddamn right I do. And everybody else was like, it was like a collective sire. It was like, oh my God, thank you. Oh, yeah, me thank too. Thank God
1: for Dan Rippey. Just
0: like one guy who was cool and confident that's enough to amazing. be like. That's amazing. Yeah. And he was like a, I mean, he was a loose cannon, but he was like a cool guy. And I, he just like I, didn't I, give a fuck. That's like, a yeah. cool guy right there. I jerk off a ton. I wish we, we fucking had one awesome. of those guys. I wish I was that
1: guy. Yeah. Everyone and needs one though. Yeah,
0: everybody needs a Dan Rippey.
1: I could have used him in, in high school for some oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So, I. So, so, so the brown which house. This leads me to this. So, no brown house. Yep. Uh, I hit puberty. Uh, I'm I'm just a ball of fucking hormones. And I start hooking up with girls and, like, start making out with girls. And I it's very clear, like, by the time I'm, like, 16, I am just such a chronic premature ejaculator. Sure. Like Like. So fast. As like most
0: kids in high school are, I know, No, but like.
1: no one's talking about it. Yeah. That's the thing. You no one is already, saying yeah. anything. Much like the jerking off. Exactly. This yeah. is what I'm saying. You know, everyone is lying about mm-hmm. what they do and um, everyone's protecting themselves. And I, I get a girlfriend and a uh, girl I date, she's a year older, girl I date on and off from my sophomore year to my junior year and she graduated to her graduating. And she's have also the exact
0: same situation. Really, Dated an older girl, a year older, sophomore year till the end of my junior year, and then she graduated. Yeah,
1: yeah. there you go.
0: There you go. Here we go. We we're, we're meant to be. Was yours delightful, but also like vaguely Christian, so you couldn't have sex?
1: No, yeah. but she was delightful. Yeah, uh, and she was vaguely asexual. Okay. Like kind of like she was this. She was she was cool, and she just had she was. She just had the... I don't know how to say this i just sound like a piece of shit she just had the biggest breast you've ever seen. Yeah, that's okay. I that's mean, a, that's just, a normal anatomy. Just huge sure. and yet... But she was embarrassed by them. Because so, you're a kid. You don't have yeah. to deal with anything. Like, and nothing's normal. So, I, so it, they were everything I ever wanted mm-hmm. and yet I really couldn't hang around them at all mm-hmm. and I had to pretend as if I didn't care for them because
0: well, you're also trying to be like a normal chivalrous exactly. like, like I'm not just I'm not just the sum of my hormones exactly I also have a brain exactly. sometimes. and I was
1: trying to be and and I think much like the way I was brought up with my parents I was like, I was trying to be a good guy as well and so like I kind of avoided her breasts but that didn't really stop me from prematurely ejaculating all the time I mean to the point of like uh I would there was a time when she we were kissing, and she sat on my lap, fully clothed, and I came. Oh wow! I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm talking about sure. some
0: really extreme. You're talking like a, some classic American Pie material, exactly. Yeah. So
1: when American Pie came out, mm-hmm. I was like both excited, but then I was like, no one in that movie told me it was okay. Come? What? Were
0: you so excited that you came? I was so excited that I came yeah. everywhere. Yeah. But
1: I couldn't tell anyone. Yeah, exactly. Well, but no one in that movie was like, it's okay, Jim. Mm-hmm. People do it. They he was a pariah. Yeah. Because he did that. It only made things also, worse. Also,
0: he's like a fucking awkward high school kid and he's got some clearly like twenty three year old model. Yeah. It's like yeah, F- 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 that's yeah. F-
1: no one was like, Of course, she got naked and then she put your finger inside. It, yes, yeah.
0: kids are mean.
1: Yeah, like Someone should just be like, being like, we did pretty good. You that. did yeah. great. Yeah. I wish I, I was needed there. Some, I needed a character to yeah. say that, but no one said that. It should and have it would been... affect me for the next 10 years. Oh, God. American Pie could have saved... It
0: could have helped you So out.
1: much for me because... So what led... So then... So what happened uh-huh. was... So it was a lot of that and also... But I don't think it ever really... It never stopped me from wanting to be with her, especially because I don't think... I always hid it from her, Mm -hmm. and I don't think she was ever bummed out that things stopped because I don't think she was really interested in doing anything. Really, I think she liked. I think she loved me. Actually, it's just that she was very uncomfortable with her own body, and she was doing things that she thought that like you do in high school, Um, but we didn't do very much. Yeah, until the time when we were we were talking about having sex. She was going to college, and we're like, "Let's have sex. Let's do this." I was excited, so excited. I came. No, Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. I was super excited, and she was super scared. And she, um, she eventually was like, "Okay, I think we can do this. Let's do it." And I just she she spoke to her doctor, and the uh, the game plan was that I would have a I wear a condom and that she would use I don't know if it's, it's a dental dam, but it was like this.
0: Oh, you guys took all the precautions.
1: She had them all. Yeah. So there's there was this thing, and I and I, it was like kind of like a film. It was like you know those dentine like. Oh, yeah, strips. I have one in my
0: pocket right now. There you go. So I hope this would, was less minty because that would fuck you It was less minty. That would hurt. But yeah. it was the
1: exact feel of that. And you, what you had to do was put it on your finger and then put it into the vagina. Oh, wow. All the way up. Oh, boy. And leave it in there. This
0: is a new thing to me.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. So that was the plan. She comes over. This is when I'm going to start getting really, really embarrassed. <laughs> uh, she comes over and she, she's like, well, let, let's do it. And I'm like, sweet. But my mother is home.
0: Oh boy The stakes and, have never been higher Yeah
1: And She's like I don't want to do with you out here I was like
0: Okay Reasonable Totally reasonable Also I'm sure you don't really either Well Yeah but also hold, You take what hold, you forget Hold your Okay You're right I'm interrupting <laughs>
1: Well no I'm just saying I wish that I was that guy But I mm-hmm. was the guy who I went to my mother And I told her Okay I'm so I, I'm like trembling As I say this And I was like "No," I was like uh, Sarah wants to have sex Mm-hmm I'm a virgin mm-hmm. and I I really want to do this. And my mother left. She said, okay, great,
0: cool. Wow. She and she left. Great a mom. Yeah, we can talk about that. Sure. Uh, but yes. I mean sure.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Cause she clearly trusted you and you clearly trusted her because you came to her.
1: I think the but I think the problem was that and what i would learn later in my life through years of therapy was that there are boundaries. Sure. And there are things that your mother shouldn't know. That should be yours yeah. as a man or as a woman that are just yours and they are your rights of passage. But the
0: thing is is like you're not a man or a woman at that point. You're a, basically you're a baby.
1: But i'm but i'm also equating. Uh, sure i'm sure. not a man but i'm trying to be i'm a boy. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to have my own identity. And i think i think closeness to my mother was something that was just celebrated blindly as right. like, a, oh, I tell my mother everything. That's so great. Yeah. To being something that also held me back and held me back in relationships. Sure. And um, it's one of those things that I can't imagine as a parent what you're supposed to do because I would imagine that for my mother, that's great. My son is talking to me. He's being honest with me. Um, why wouldn't I like promote this kind of behavior? But at the same time, it... It completely infantilized me as well. Like right. and, and so, what ended up happening that day was uh, she left and I put the the film in inside mm-hmm. my girlfriend's vagina and then we waited fifteen minutes. Which had, is
0: great. nothing like doing something very clinical it, before you get I down to
1: It It just it's the most. It was it really sums up my high school sexual mm-hmm. experiences. And then we wait for fifteen minutes and we're not comfortable with our bodies. There's no nudity. There's no. Foreplay really, we're just waiting for the clock to strike 15 so that, that it's set, and the clock strikes 15, and um, I cannot get an erection. Sure, I've spent every moment up to this point coming in my pants mm-hmm. and ejaculating before. My biggest fear being that I won't even make it inside of a vagina or anywhere because I will lose it, and the opposite is now happening to me, yeah. And we're sitting there waiting for it, and it doesn't happen, and it's Awful and it's demoralizing. Yeah. And it felt like my one shot. And then it's like, well, what's wrong with me? And then she my girlfriend leaves and then my mother comes home.
0: Oh no. Oh. Uh, uh,
1: and then so now you get it. Yeah, like, so now it's sure. like, and now I and I don't lie to my mother mm-hmm. and so I don't tell her we did it and like I should but I shouldn't I'm gonna vomit right now as I'm saying this uh-huh. right now. But I just remember feeling so much shame and then more shame when my mother came home because I hadn't
0: done it. Like, my mother... Also, had- you told her, so I'm sure she's, like, making these assumptions. Uh,
1: yeah, I know. She yeah. came back being like, How Way was to go. it? Oh, How you no. doing? Uh,
0: Up
1: top, big boy. Yeah. And I've never felt lower. And then my mother comes home and it's... And I just think that it just... It's just too many things intertwining. Too many emotions and too many relationships and... What ha- what ends up happening for the next like couple years of my life is that like I continue to to prematurely ejaculate with girls and then I kind of just start going for girls that don't like me that much mm-hmm. that or that I, that I go after and if I do eventually get them I end up prematurely ejaculating mm-hmm. but I end up not really having sex I, I end up having sex with my girlfriend one time I. Uh, and I f- and I fake ejaculate because I because I I can't believe I'm hard and I got in yeah. and I'm just so scared that I would just pretend I did. So we have sex one time. Then she goes off to college and that's it. Yeah. I spend the rest of my senior year avoiding girls who like me because I don't I'm too embarrassed and I don't want and I also had this weird thing where like I was pretty popular and like I didn't want this idea of me to be tarnished by like yeah. the reality of me, which is that I'm. I I have no control over my, my penis. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I end up not, I mean, I hook up with some girls, but not really like I should have been really out there doing stuff, like having fun. Yeah. And then I went to college. I went to Skidmore for two years and proceeded to uh, have sex one time with one girl. And I also was scared I was going to come too fast. I didn't come. And again, I pretended to come. So at this point, I'm now 20. I've had sex two times with two girls.
0: And you faked it both times.
1: And I faked it both times. Yeah. And, and I don't realize it, but I'm wildly depressed still. I'm like, and no wonder. I mean, that's that amongst other things. Like I'm, and my summer of going into junior year of college, I spend the summer in, in New York. And, And, um, I love it and I've never seen it been any place like it and I love it and I want to and I'm like I tell my mom when I come home I can't wait to be done with college and move to New York and she's like Well, why don't you just go now amazing mom move Mm -hmm. and then she figures out a way for me to get in two months before I'm supposed to go back to Skidmore I go to NYU as a visiting student Mm -hmm. and it's there at NYU that like I hit like kind of lows in depression get onto Prozac Mm -hmm. and start going to therapy again and realizing two things happen one prozac kind of makes it harder for you to ejaculate which is the best thing that could have happened to me
0: sure well also just bolsters confidence yeah and then you get out of your head exactly yeah uh
1: i become a huge slut Mm -hmm. just just huge to the point where it becomes a problem later sure um and i also learned that i have to kind of create serious boundaries with my mother and stop telling her things right which was incredibly difficult and hard for her because she was like, "Well, what happened? Why can't I feel like you don't want to talk to me anymore?" And and I didn't, and I couldn't. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: I needed to be like away from her. I needed to not. I needed to ha- be alone. Right. And and if I was talking to anyone, it, it can't be my mother. I can't be talking to my mother about women. I can't anymore. It's too. It's too tied up yeah. in. in my father it's too tied up in me being her fucking son. Yeah. It's too it's too complicated and it's it's holding me back.
0: Yeah, well I think that's an interesting um a lot of the things that you just said resonate with me in many ways cuz my parents split up around the same time a little bit younger, but it uh it's an interesting dynamic when for like me, like I was going through my adolescence and it felt like my mom was going through the same time. Like she started dating at the same time. Like I started dating and I didn't like talk to her about like we're having sex or sure. Things like that. But she, but it was like a weird because somehow instead of being mother, son, even though she was always the smartest and you know, a great mother, but it was like we were peers. So that changed that dynamic a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah, man, it is an interesting thing uh, also, I think, to to what you were talking about, like, having, I think, a very strong maternal uh, presence and, like, a just a very intelligent and confident and, like, feminist presence. Mm-hmm. Like, I was the same, like, over, over-concerned about being, like, perceived as a good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think subsequently it went the other direction where, like, I moralized sex for a long time. You moralized it. Yeah. Like, I I was... I mean, just, like... I guess not more. I moralized it, but I also didn't recognize, like, oh, this is a two-way street. Both people well, so want how, this. What does that
1: mean? What do, how would that... Uh,
0: like, itself? when I was younger... Well, you're talking about, like, how you both were comfortable, comfortable with your bodies, and it was, right. like, not, like, a lot of nudity or confident in that regard. And, like, I remember being in a car once when I was 17 years old, and I was with two girls that I dated. You know, in high school, it was, like... Okay. we date for a couple weeks sure. it's like not a thing we're all in the same weird theater community so it's no. fine um, but I remember the one girl talking about a story of how she was like hooking up with some guy and just how they're like doing she said something yeah and like we just were just walking around naked and I was like it blew my mind I was, like that's a thing you can do and that's a yeah. thing you want to do Yeah. and they're like yeah I don't know why didn't you ever do that and I was like I, I can that's a thing that... Yeah. It was just like the realization that like, sure. oh, right, we all, we're all we all humans and we all have the same like base kind of wants and desires, yep. but I didn't... Re- I recognize that. I, like, yep. that's what I mean, like a moralized sex, like this is this is my thing. In the same yep. way, like, I don't want to talk about jerking off. Dan oh. Rippey had to make me see that in the same way they had to make me see like, right. hey, interesting we're all people.
1: Well, that's... It, you, it's interesting you say that too, because my high school girlfriend and I, like I said, weren't very comfortable. I distinctly remember one of my clearest memories with her was coming back to her house uh, her par- and her parents being away and ha- her having the house to herself for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Coming back to her house and like we were like kissing in her car and then we're walking to her house and I pulled my pants down and like walked around her house with my pants down thinking like this is fun like look at what we can do and she hated it. Sure. And so that was a real like shameful shaming moment where, and it wasn't like I was I wasn't jerking off, I wasn't trying mm-hmm. to push it on her. I was just like, look, we we're this is fun. Like we're and it was very not fun to her. It was it was the opposite and yeah. it was uh Yeah, it was bad.
0: Well, I have many questions, but the first one just based on that, because I kept on thinking about this uh while you're talking. To what degree do you think uh porn has Helped things The pro pro, Like how uh, Readily available porn is Like Because I feel like That like Is somewhat In some way I feel like kids I mean I also Don't have kids But like I feel like It's normalized Sex To some degree Because you see like It's so Readily available And just in your face Yeah So I feel like There's the positive side of that is, like, feeling uh, less sex-shaming, less um, more sex-positive, yeah. more also, like, recognizing, like, a body is okay. It's okay to feel confident in your right. body. But the other side is, is like, feeling that, like, it's all a show and it's, like, just gotta be fucking as yeah. opposed to, like, you know, we're awkward kids or we're just, like, figuring things yeah. out.
1: I mean, that's a good question. I don't... When I, when I was coming, like, in, in high school, there was there was no internet porn. There was like AOL
0: chat rooms. It'd be the like, thing where like you would load it and like, in- you'd come in, in- and it would be a picture of Cindy like, Crawford. Oh man. And like,
1: Oh man. And you'd be on it in a chat room uh-huh. and it would just have to be someone with a female name in chat room being like, Hey, what's up? And you would be like, Oh, she sounds so hot. Oh,
0: buddy. It it's, was, you know, it's on. Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: and, uh, that's as far as it would go. Um, and I, I just watched, we, you know, a couple of VHS tapes that we all passed around to sure. the wheels fell off. Like really just till they broke. And I long for those days. I think that porn is... is and I love porn. I, I, I To this day, I, sure. I have a... And I, I have a, 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 a fear of being addicted to it uh, in a big way. Like mm-hmm. in, in my own marriage and stuff. And not wanting it to, to rob from my own sexuality with my wife and our own intimacy. Sure. Um, so, I don't... I, I As a global thought, I think that porn is... Uh, the How readily available it is is not a positive impact. And... It's, um, it's. I I kind of wish it wasn't there. It's, yeah. it's just. It's just. Everything is there. It's. It's too much. I, I agree. And it's. I, it's overwhelming and, it's such an escape. Um. And I. I just. I don't know what it's doing to kids who are coming of age under it. I. You know. I, I think.
0: Know. I agree. I think it tends. I would. I would imagine it does more damage than it does good. But yeah. I also think about like the way that I you know, um, just didn't see, wasn't exposed to like a normal human experience. Sure. You know what I mean? And I think, yeah, and I not mean, to say that that's it, but just what recognizing. what sex is. Yeah. And also like recognizing, oh, this is a normal, healthy desire as opposed yeah. to, and maybe that's also maybe some lack of chatting with my parents. Yeah. Um, but then you go to the other extreme where you're like, well. No, I, I'm gonna do this, Mom.
1: Right, exactly. And it so also doesn't feel healthy either. I, it's 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 a tough thing, and uh, and my wife is pregnant now. And Congratulations, thank you. Yeah, and I'm I'm really excited, and but I'm as I'm aware of all these things, I'm super scared, obviously for many reasons, but you know I because I know there's no, no matter what I do, I'm gonna fuck this kid up. No matter what, like even if for like, sure,
0: yeah, everybody you does.
1: Can't, you cannot.
0: The best parent, will yeah, do of that. course.
1: Put that but out like, of the way, but here I am. I'm. I have mom issues because I, I was too close with my mom in some yeah. ways, uh, and there are other things. Obviously, that's that's a very simplified version of, of our relationship. But you know, uh, I do. I do. Whenever I see parents who are so close, I do think there is a real importance of boundaries and of. Of experiencing things and and talking to your peers with about them and yeah, um, obviously being able to talk to your parents when you need help and if you're in serious depression and those kind of things obviously for important. sure.
0: Well, it seems like I mean you know not knowing your experience or even knowing you that well, but it feels like there's a couple of things that play into that. Like, um, it feels like you know when your dad had an infidelity, it kind of was a heart heartbreak in some regard because sure. it's saying like it's that's the first time I remember the first time when I have seen like my parents as like fallible beings yeah. or seeing like, Oh, like, Oh, you're a lot of times bad at things like I am. Right. Um, and that's just kind of a little bit, your whole worldview shifts mm-hmm. because you recognize like, Oh yeah wow, we're all dummies in the mud. Yep. Um, but, but it also unifies your mom and you as like a, as well, we're unified against the bad thing
1: as kind of a couple too in a yeah. weird way
0: which is because which you're going out and finding a new home together which is
1: part of the I think where problems arise yeah. you know like I'm not and I you know again my mom did the best she could but like I'm not the husband I'm not I'm a 13 year old boy like I am yeah. and and I think she did you know did the as best she could but I was still like the man in her life for the boy in her life yes yeah. well
0: you know 13 is I think is a rough time because I was in a similar experience but I think it's you like see like oh you're a you're a kid but yeah. it's also like at 13 you i remember looking back at 13 like i don't think i've evolved and i've changed and life has off, obviously shifted me but like a lot of the personality things like were set they right. may have shifted a little bit mm-hmm. but it felt like you know the, it was no longer like an amoebic I was not an amoebic personality like right. it took shape it may have not hardened yet Yeah. so like and I think you see like a, at 13 you have a kid who can say insightful things and yeah. also it's easy to be like well I can talk to you if I right. don't have these other people totally. and it's maybe not safe to talk to other people because you're embarrassed
1: yeah no um, it's it's totally a thing and it it also shaped me in, in the way that I I made a promise to never do that to someone sure. and never cheat on someone and I have never cheated on anyone mm-hmm. to this day um, but it's it's an incredible amount of pressure not it's a pressure not to cheat it's just monogamy is uh, I believe to be uh, is is incredibly unnatural and you have to work in any relationship any relationship's a ton of work but it's it's put such a heavy um, burden on that to me that it's you know it's just it also made marriage start to feel like a prison to me right. as well like right. you know Because suddenly, my parents, who I thought had a happy marriage, did not. Yeah. And as a 13-year-old, I remember looking at other parents, my friends' parents who were married, and thinking, like, no, they must be miserable. Everyone must be miserable. Yeah. You know, there's no way. You know, because my parents, you know, on the surface, everything looked very idyllic. You know, my dad came to all my sporting events. We played catch. Yeah. You know, like, you know, and so it really, it really, like, fucked up. You know, the way I thought of marriage Marriage felt like, oh, that's the beginning of the end yeah. There's no way you're going to be happy You just do it because you're you were supposed to do it
0: I, I, I tend to agree I think I, was, I had a very, like, kind of nihilistic And defeatist attitude about marriage For a very long time um, But also, from your perspective like I understand how that, that opinion's formed But also, like, they figured it out They, like, they, they,
1: yeah. okay,
0: we're all, like We're all gonna fuck up like the way you it say did, like,
1: but it was—it's—it it's, was fucked up. Right. I mean, it was a lot of resentment for lots of years, Sure. and not a great place. Not a like uh, again. Lots of people have it way worse, and but I don't know that I would have chosen that for them to stay together at that point. Right now, at this age, like I'm glad they're together. Yeah, and um, you know, and I love them both, and and I, and and they had. There are a lot of beautiful things about their marriage, and. Right. And the forgiveness that they've shown each other, and, and they've, like, there are amazing things. But it was, I always wonder, was is it was it worth it? Was it healthy to continue? Was it really healthy? Yeah. And
0: um, do you do being married uh, for now a while now? Does it has it changed shifted your perspective of how you view that? Like a little bit, um, like my my marriage got messy. Because yeah. it was uh, a lot of like figuring out sexuality on my wife, on my ex wife's part, right. so that tends to get messy. And there was a lot of quite, you know um, levels of um, unorthodox uh, the open. There was it was oh, the time of open marriage and things like that, and uh-huh. we we're just trying to figure things out. Got it. Um, and and that was complicated, but it also. Um, changed my viewpoint. Like, I remember, like, at one point, like, when I was younger, feeling like, well, in, intrinsically, if you're cheating on somebody, you suck. Sure. And, yeah, there's, like, that's that's a very, you know, binary yeah. way of looking at it. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, that is true. Yes. But it's also, like, not recognizing the complication of relationships in life. And oh. also, like, you know, uh, I think when I was in it, it was like, okay, you're, you're human. I'm human. Right. All right. Where where do we lie emotionally? Okay. Do you feel like... Yeah. That's just a long way of saying, having been married now, looking back at your parents' relationship, does it feel, like, smaller than it did to you at the time? Or does it just feel still as real and as visceral it, as it did?
1: It doesn't feel smaller. It feels It feels like an inevitability if you don't work at sure. it. Sure. That's what it feels like. It right. feels like it... And that's something that has only been... Drilled into me even more. It's like my first year of marriage was hard. It actually, you know, and we were together eight years before we were married. But our first year of marriage, there was just, there was hard. And I think some of these realizations were even settling to, into me even more. Um, and there was a lot of fear setting in. But it comes down to like what happened with my parents is what is some level of that happens in every marriage if you are not communicating and not, for, and, and not um, working at what it is like and so and that's the best marriage too the best marriage is like a a relationship and a marriage is is hard it's not all hard and shouldn't all be hard but i think what happens is people you know like like you're gonna want to fuck other people you are going and they're gonna think the grass is going to be greener always always yeah and it's it's about i think acknowledging that but acknowledging that like you're choosing something else. So you're choosing of having a partner and choosing all the good things that come along with that and, you know, by not being a single man, I yes, I'm not running around Los Angeles having sex with random people, which I could be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do that if you're, like, not to be, a you know, crass, but if you're a working writer or, like, you're working in this city, like, you could do it. You and can, also
0: if you're just, like, a, a normal kind yeah, person. Yeah, that just, goes a long a way. Lot,
1: it's just, you can just go have sex with people and yeah. there's tons of beautiful... People who want to have all weird kinds of sex with you. Sure. And that's... Don't, I, I think about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think about how miserable I was single. And how yeah. much I was chasing after those things. And how when I met my now wife, things really did start to center and come into place and calm down in my life. And I was able to, like, create things. And and I had a partner, so and you don't get to have a partner that's the thing you don't get to get the good stuff in a relationship and then also not like do the work yeah. you can't do both uh you you just can't have it but or I can't because I'm not someone who compartmentalized there are people who cheat who and it doesn't keep them up at night and it doesn't I, that's just not me if i if I were to cheat I would just eat at me yeah and it would be me I agree. so um I guess so that there's a long way of saying that like it's what I want to be is I want to be not my parents. I want to be...
0: Uh, it seems like you want to be more proactive.
1: I want to be proactive and I want to, and I don't, and I want us to, when we fight, to not fight just because we want to be angry at each other, just because we want to prove the other person's wrong, but we want, I want to understand and I want to move on. Well,
0: there's a way to fight productively, right? Exactly. And I yeah. never
1: and I never done that until we started doing therapy. I'd right. never done that because I realized I was just fighting to stay angry. Because I just wanted to yell. Or yeah. I just wanted to Or be right. Or be right. And that Make never made me feel better. No. And it never did anything. Um,
0: it's empty calories. Yeah. It's like cotton candy, like you feel exactly. I see, I proved I was right, but then exactly. you're like, Well, I'm hungry still. Exactly.
1: And the first time my wife forgave me and actually moved on from something and didn't dwell on it, I was blown away. Because I had never seen that before. I'd never seen someone accept an apology and really accept it and say, thank you for saying that, and not bring it back up and not throw it back in someone's face. So, you know, there's – it's – that's exciting to me. That's, you know – so, yes, there's – the sexuality part of it is – you know, I think I'm always gonna want to go hump things and, and be a disgusting person. It's human nature. But I also I want to have a family mm-hmm. and I want my kids to grow up in a house where there's not fighting a lot, at mm-hmm. least. And um, that's you know that's what I want. And it and I that's and I don't think that's something that just happens easily. You have to you have to be mindful and I think work at it and um, and give a shit and not just run away. Right. and not just go stick your dick in something else or get, just get drunk or just run away you know like and there are times for some of those things but it's just it's just recognizing them
0: yeah well i mean i mean look our instinct by and large is to self medicate when things are uncomfortable like most of our lives are spent trying to uh, avoid discomfort sure and that's what drinking or that's what you know having some destructive casual sex or just like not addressing, not sitting still and Mm -hmm. addressing with what really the problem is.
1: Yep. Exactly.
0: Um, I think, I wonder if you, if there is, I mean, also I am not a therapist by any means, but like the correlation of, uh, your tumultuous sexual exploits in high school and early college seem like it's so clearly linked to like you're, Dad had sex with somebody else. Mm-hmm. So like naturally when you're 13 years old, you're still like a cognitive and smart person. But yep. it's like a little bit like, oh, that's bad. Yes. So like even on a subconscious level, like linking like sex is bad. Sure. Which I think leads to um, just coming super fast. Yep. Or when like the times when the time comes and it's like there's a lot of pressure on it. Like, oh, I am incredibly cerebral and heady about this and your mind is more powerful than almost anything else in your body it's, uh, so it's going to be like well it's, it's a good fuck point you, the dick stays yeah, down exactly yeah
1: you if you prematurely ejaculate you can't do damage yeah you you know and it's definitely something i thought about um i don't know that that's the case because i was also there was just you're also a kid. i was just so horny i was mm-hmm. just like that like it was just like all i could think about and i i just wanted you know to live inside of a breast
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: and and never leave
0: like the, like the lamp, and I dream a genie. It, it, oh God, completely. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. Um So, but yeah, that there is that aspect of that. I do I do think about that as as this is a, a safe way not to hurt anyone. Is just it never even comes out of my pants. Yeah, in some situations, and I don't know. I don't know if it was that, or if it was a combination of that, and and just being ultra excited. Yeah, it's
0: probably somewhere in between, right? Yeah, probably. It's usually the answer is usually not so simple. Mind,
1: yeah. It's probably a combination.
0: Yeah. I found, um, a lot of things we you know when I, when I uh, split from my wife, it was the first time in earnest that I was like really single as like a healthy adult. Like I was single right. in you college. You dated her for a while or like nine years. I mean, we were together okay. for like nine years ish. Um, and I had a college girlfriend and she was wonderful. Um, and then I was like single for a year and a half between college girlfriend and my ex um, but I was also kind of sick during that period. Like, mm-hmm. that's when all my stomach start, stuff okay. started to come on. So it wasn't like a very... It wasn't like a hedonistic period by any means. Right,
1: That's also a hard period to get laid, I've I yeah. found, because you're, you're at your horniest and brokeest at 22. Yeah,
0: you're 23, 22. And no, one, and, no one's really interested And in also, you. like, your, anybody that you're kind of hanging out with and going after are, like, these beautiful, smart women who... I know now from seeing single men, like, oh, right, my age, you're going after that. like, and why are we Why are we all being kind of vaguely dirtbags about that? But it's like all those girls that I was going after, they were dating 32-year-olds. Correct. <laughs> um, right. That's a weird social construct. Yes. And everybody is a weirdo. But. Um, and
1: it's a bummer to be a woman.
0: Yeah, it's a bummer to be a woman. It's also, <laughs> I don't know, the whole thing is very complicated. And that's a different conversation. But... Um, I found that like being single in this first three years, was, like the first time, like I really,
1: uh, well, yeah. in the
0: last three years where it was like, it was like, a, would never had like a, a, a casual hookup, like, uh, sure. uh, friends with benefits really before. Yeah, you never and it had was like, hookup. and it was like a period in which like recognizing like, oh, right. I stopped kind of moralizing sex and recognizing that it's all very healthy. Uh-huh. And like, as long as like it's treated honestly and open and you're doing with kindness, that's so like a very good thing. Do you have a um, time? a great time but then also to to your point with your high school girlfriend i noticed like it was like a lot of just like wonderful people but like you know knew that like i was either not in the place or like we are just not compatible enough sure. that it was like knowing that it was never gonna it wasn't gonna be real it wasn't gonna be like a right. it, was, it wasn't gonna have legs yeah and then when i would come across people who were like oh real potential it would be like the first sexual encounter would be like nope that's a disaster just because it was like performance wise um, yeah or just like clunky it would just be because like you clunky were all, or just, you
1: were all up in your head you yeah heard, it's like very
0: just, cerebral and it's just like it's amazing how powerful the mind is well you had been also just the last person you had such strong feelings for at,
1: yeah. you were hurt I mean and yeah and, so, and they,
0: they went to the other gender and they went to the other gender and, and as much know. as I can like logic my way out of that but it's like that's probably deep down it's probably in there somewhere
1: yeah Totally. Um,
0: I mean, that's that's that's
1: that's traumatizing, and yeah, uh, yeah, just the thought of how scary it is to meet someone that you could actually be with sure. could this be the and, and then the thought of could this be the next person that breaks my fucking heart?
0: Yeah, all those things are tied, and it's just like so interesting how we do kind of back to American Pie and make fun of uh, when we don't have the language to. S- Totally. To understand it Just like it's easy To mock something I mean in any whack, oh, whack, whack, whack of life Walk of life It's easy yeah. to Mock something As opposed to Trying to understand it
1: Yeah I mean I, I, I've I, said this before too And you know I The guys that I'm Very close with I, I, I don't I can't be close with, with men Who don't talk About sex openly mm-hmm. And who don't talk About sex Not in like the Budweiser commercial of it all, the all but the locker about, room porkies Yeah, exactly. Sex. But yeah. but a combination of things where it's yes, there is a, it's not just it's it's not all about feelings, but it's a combination of It's where we're talking about sex and the complications of sex and also things that are super hot to us or and things sure. that are and also things that are shameful and embarrassing to us. I just I can't talk to someone I I, I there's a limit to how close I can be I find with a, a man uh, if I can't, if we can't just be honest about, you know, like what you know, part of what's going on in our bedrooms a little bit, like it's sure. just, sure. It, but it's it's too much for some people. My, that that behavior, my behavior, is sometimes too much for for people, and I, you know, I feel that out, and I'll step back. Right. But I, You know, I I need that kind of open honesty in, in my friendships too, because I also do it so I don't feel alone as well. So if I'm struggling and I'm and I'm scared and I'm like, well. You know, is, I, does, is am I the only married guy who feels this way? Right. That I don't go in and just hide there and just and and not talk to anyone and not become that kid in high school who just came in his pants and didn't tell anyone yeah. and, and took myself out of the game. I want to talk about it and normalize it.
0: I think I mean, look, shared experience in a in a, in a you know a parallel lexicon, I think, is incredibly important because otherwise you end up feeling like. I did in 6th grade and all my peers did like we're all just jerking off a ton and like but nobody said it was okay right Um, and it's you know it's kind of a little bit I think the same as like you know when you're like 23, 24 and your first buddy from high school ever gets married and you're like that's fucking crazy totally because it's the first time but then when you get when it becomes like oh more and more people are doing it it's like oh right this is is an okay thing it's like a normal thing and it just feels like whatever trepidation or fear is released because it's it's normalized. Yeah, totally. it's normalized, and I think like that's what if you don't normalize it with people, and that's how you yeah. end up in, like doing like a that's how you end up doing weird shit.
1: Yeah, I think because you feel shameful you and yeah. When you don't share a little girl, I, I, yeah. I yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting, and I'm I'm gonna I'm having a girl, I'm having a girl, and
0: it's just what are your feelings about that. I mean, it's I guess it's all the same thing, but it does. It's a little bit like okay, I know my experience, so right. I already understand more about you.
1: I, exactly, I think that I think that I
0: always picture myself having a boy
1: without sounding like a.
0: Well, I think it's also just yeah. like, yeah, a, a a multiplicity of me.
1: Yeah, but I'm so excited, and I realize yeah. that like maybe that's what I wanted all along. You know, right. like, uh, and I, my wife and I were talking the other day, and I was just like, all right, well, it's just about the lessons are do not send nude pictures. Do sure. not videotape yourself ever. Mm-hmm. Especially with your face in it.
0: Well, you... This is... You're already dealing with things like when she's like 14, 15, 16. I guess, but
1: I think these things happen earlier. Yeah, probably. And so I'm trying to like... I, and I'm saying all this stuff like I, I just like... And I was like... I'm just like, what is the... What parent am I like? Like, what? what how real am I going to be with my kids about things? Right. How are we going to talk about pot? How are we going to talk about?
0: Also, like you are, like how preemptive do I need to be? Exactly. Because like sometimes you like bring something up and they're and, like, like what? Uh, wait, I'm not ready for that. I mean they won't say 100% that but totally.
1: Yeah. But you know like I'll check my like cousins' Facebook sometimes like and to see like what they were saying to each other in thirteen or fourteen. And it's bad shit. And it's like a bl- and, and then I'm like oh this is. This is far more advanced than I was at this age, yeah. And uh, so I, I'm I'm already thinking about those things, obviously, and. uh, But I, you know, in terms of uh, having a girl, like honestly, I'm just like, don't just don't film yourself, like it'll get out. Sure. I I don't want to pretend like I've never been the guy who's like gonna I don't think pretend that like my daughter won't have sex right like or like when like guys would talk about my sister i wouldn't be like oh that's fucked up that's my sister be, i was like i think mature enough to be like yeah everyone's got a yeah, sister yeah. like I I, I I liked and my everybody fr- i liked have... my friend's sister yeah like, exactly I, like actively most so people i was, have
0: had sex with are sister to somebody
1: exactly yeah. you know and so i'm not gonna like and i'm you know like i don't i don't want to or even pretend to be the father who's like not my daughter she's not going out until she's 22 mm-hmm. like fuck mm-hmm. that like you know like no way like that's because I wouldn't be like that to a boy, sure. so uh, I don't know.
0: I'm, I'm, no, I'm fucking scared. <laughs> well, here. yeah, that's a whole thing. It's like also like we were talking about earlier about making a movie, trial by fire. Like you'll figure it out and it'll probably but be yeah, clunky. You figure
1: like, it out, go along, and it just hope that my kid knows that the, my door is always open mm-hmm. and and without judgment, hopefully, or, or as little judgment as possible, and yeah. that that they're loved and um, I, I don't know I, I, I just it's, I want to keep my kids off of heroin off of mm-hmm. prostitution off yeah. of the the real extreme things give them all those things and then the rest is just like go be a person like I, I want to give you the things to go find out who you are just have enough boundaries to know that like if something feels unsafe it's unsafe yeah you know and like just your judgment don't get in that car mm-hmm. and um, you know that kind of shit like the the, the really bad stuff that sticks out to me. The other stuff is just like rites of passage, I think.
0: Yeah, isn't it also fascinating that like you're gonna have to deal with so much shit before you can get to those things.
1: Oh, I know. Like I don't even know how to change
0: a diaper. Yeah, exactly you're gonna have to deal with literal shit. So I much of ha- it. I
1: don't know how to change a diaper. I don't I'm not good at holding a baby. Every time I hold a baby, my wife's like, Are you getting the head? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't
0: yeah, know. I, don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fourteen years ahead of, of where I need to be. Well, because that's also the things like I think I can wrap my mind around. Exactly. I can't
1: yeah. I, I don't know what being up all night with a baby no. is. I won't know until I'm there.
0: Yeah, soon enough.
1: But uh hopefully I don't I hope... I, my goal is to, like, be 20 to 25% better than my parents. That's what I'm hoping for. Like, I want to make some... Like, and, like, some... I just want to, like, correct some of the mistakes. I'll make my yeah. own new mistakes,
0: but I like to correct a couple of them. What well, I also think that's probably your parents' wish, too. For mm-hmm. you to be, like... Every parent to be, like... Tw- every generation hopefully gets 20 to 25% better. Yeah.
1: And then I think they also hope that I, I realize how, like, that I appreciate them even more. Because, sure, Because they work their ass off and they love me and yeah. they're great and even though I'm in therapy and I'll be like man you really fucked me up I can just be like oh it was so hard I get it
0: yeah I mean uh, months ago I had a good buddy man here and he just said I think it was a friend of his who said it but uh, just I love the quote of just like it's hard it's hard to to be a person yeah in any in any shape yeah existence Um, is hard yeah Uh, a question that I ask everybody and this is a very much more kind of amorphous conversation but like what would your advice be to be to anybody who is either going through or has gone through some sort of like trauma at a young age. I mean, it may not be a harrowing car accident, but trauma of like uh, having a fallen hero mm-hmm. to some degree, and then subsequently also like having weird um, or not productive uh, a viewpoint of uh, sex and mm-hmm. relationships it's uh, a long question well just the baseline advice I mean
1: I, I was lucky to have these things but you know like don't keep it bottled up and and talk to someone mm-hmm. if you can I just not everyone has people around them they can talk to but it's if you're if you're feeling a certain way if you're feeling if you're having nightmares if you can't sleep if you're having panic attacks don't absorb that shame and just live with it and assume that it's your something is wrong with you mm-hmm. um and you know at the very least write about it open up a book, a journal and just write feelings get it out there make it so it's not just inside of you yeah and let it start to live outside of you and 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 see what happens from there if it's not someone you can speak to that you trust who um is an adult that you feel safe with then it's you know allow yourself just to to write about it and to um, yeah, and just and whatever it's hard it's hard not to feel alone, I think when when you're a kid too
0: well, it's hard okay. not to feel at alone at all, at any yeah. age
1: yeah um it's one also one of the, again one of the great things about being in a relationship and in a marriage like that's that's one of the qu- you know qualities I have,
0: yeah
1: one of the reasons I work at it is because I have someone that will
0: listen to me yeah. when I feel
1: just shitty
0: got an all-time partner
1: exactly and that's and that's beautiful so i would say yeah i it's i had good teachers growing up too i had teachers i could reach out to and talk to and um and i had good parents i mean i did reach out to my my there were there were many times when i did reach out to my parents and my father when he came back to my life like and they did give good advice and they did give they did listen to me right and didn't make me feel shame about things. Um, so yeah, I would, um, I would say just get it out there somehow. Right. You know, it, it, it's it's not doing you any good just holding it in, and you're and you're not alone. How about that? That's the the easiest thing is that whatever you're going through, someone else has gone through it and they've survived and they're good, they're okay. Right. And that it's 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 this is not the end.
0: Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah man I think it's just like what is the like every story's already been told yeah but it's it's different context so like the that sometimes feels um, stifling when you're trying to do something creative but like in terms of my story as a person it's already happened yeah and whatever I'm feeling right now it's like it's unique to me it's an individual to me and it's the first time I've experienced it so it feels overwhelming and
1: it's real and it doesn't take away the fact that it's hurting you and
0: no but it's not it's not really unique yeah So don't if like there is something that's maybe um, uh, enlightening in that. Yeah, I think I would hope there is. I think that
1: kids who go through significant traumas too and awful sexual abuse and those things, knowing that they are not alone, Mm -hmm. I think is what I hear over and over again as being the most important thing, or or the the thing that allows them to breathe. Yeah. And and make it through the day. So.
0: Yeah, well, that's still what. That I want
1: yeah I mean I think that's what everyone wants is yeah. to feel
0: whether like if it's eating pizza popular. or like you know yeah oh my shame
1: exactly <laughs> yeah. no 100% but yeah
0: well thanks man cool I uh, that was something we ran the gamut from um, you know a lot of sex stuff good for us
1: yeah I, I came in being like I, am I gonna do am I gonna talk about this and I was like the kid with the shit podcast talking about coming too fast but sure
0: a bit on the nose Hey uh, yeah, man, you're I think that's that's diversified.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: You're showing there's not just one one trip pony. There's only. two sides to me. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and they're the, both gross. And they're all excretions and are all capacity. Excretions
1: and yeah. Yeah. Not very literary.
0: Well thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Hooray. Only you, only you. I see evidence of you and him. I mean, how about that? Give it up for Doug Mand, everybody. Round of applause for that guy. Uh, thanks so much, Doug, for coming out and being vulnerable and chatting about stuff that's maybe not always easy to chat about. Uh, you're great, man. If you want to support Doug in other ways, check him out on Twitter. You can see what's happening with him. It's at the Doug Manned. That's at the Doug M-A-N-D. Uh, also, listen to his podcast, Duty Calls. If you like hearing funny people tell funny stories about shitting themselves or other things related to duty in general it's going to be right in your wheelhouse. I can't recommend it more. Um, thanks again, Doug. And also thank you to Hayden Fongheiser for doing everything behind the scenes. And thank you to Julia Pot and King of Flying Club for our music. And, you know, per usual, the biggest thanks goes to you guys for listening, for being a part of this weird social experiment, and just for being lovely. You're great. I love you. Have a great week.